Hey, 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 welcome to the Bible Study Girl podcast. This is Sarita, but you probably know me as Bible Study Girl. And um, the first hello you heard was from none other than our very own, the executive producer-ish of this podcast, Bible Study Brother. What's good, people? It's your boy, Bible Study Brother, also known as Icarus Gray, over at Gray Area Anime. And we back with another one. And we're back with another one. Oh, oh, excuse me. You made me. You messed. Me. Did I say this most wonderful podcast of their day? Or did no, you throw me you off didn't. that bad? You threw me <laughs> off that bad. This is the most wonderful podcast of your day. And it is definitely the most wonderful podcast of your day with the Lord's help. Because let me tell you, <laughs> it's been struggle city over here, guys. We have gone through a lot to get this episode recorded. And right before we started recording, I was texting with Bible study brother. And I was like, it's either one of two things. God is saying, don't record this episode. Or the devil is like, don't record this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It could go either way. I, so this has been a hard fight, but guys, we are here. We are here. We are here. here. And today we're, Stepping outside again of the blog recaps that we've been doing, and you guys are getting a fresh take on an old podcast. So I guess this could be like a podcast recap episode. No, it's we said it in the uh, in the episode, uh, its predecessor. That well, you know what, God, if you want me to do another one, <laughs> I'll do it. And right, I'll do it. And so here we it. are today. You hopefully your interest is peaked enough. Go ahead and break it down to you guys. This is Daddy Issues Part Two. That's French for two. Where is it? Part uh, three. It's two. It We've is. only okay. had one other. Come on now, guy. The only reason I thought about it is because you know the, the our trinity of me, you, and uh, Bible study mama have all. I feel like we've discussed uh, our triangular issues in this department. We've discussed our triangular issues, but not when it comes to our triangular daddy issues. So okay. this is a sequel, if you will, to the original Daddy Issues podcast. Several things had to take place for this podcast to be happening right now. One, you just like shaming me. It's fine. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say one, you know where I'm going, but one, (laughs) I wanted us to listen to the original podcast just to see like where we were with our dads and where we are now to give a real current like update. And it was refreshing for me to go back and listen to the old podcast because I honestly, I didn't remember what was said or what we had discussed, but we brought up a myriad of issues. One thing I did discover when we went back, what when I went back to listen to it was that, hey, I really didn't talk about my relationship with my biological father much, but I think there are several reasons for that. At that time, we were not talking. We did not have a relationship at that point. And it's not because I didn't know him. I'm trying to figure out how. So let me go ahead. I'll go ahead and get started. I'll talk about my issue with my biological father. I touched on it in the first issue of daddy issues, uh, but I didn't really dig deeper. 
really, I feel like the first issue was more you talking about your issue. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, well, because it with was your dad, because I had questions. You yeah. would say something and I would be like, interesting. I never yeah. knew that yeah. about you. Uh, so and we it was timely to what we were going through at the time, because at that time, that was like peak. I got beef because it okay. was <laughs> in the middle of uh, before I got licensed. Um. And to become a minister. To become a minister and everything. And it was like right after, like, I knew I was going to accept my call. And he didn't show up to that because I didn't say that. But I was the, you know, the speaker at um uh at, at Men's Day that year. And so I was in a, it, it was Mad Max Fury Road at that it, point it was. for me. Um, I could feel the heat rolling off you. Yeah. <laughs> I and, I, and I don't like people messing with people I care about. Like I, 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 I've said that, and I take a lot of crap. You know that I'm, I'm working on not taking. I mean, not not that I take everybody's crap, but um, just kind of getting to this point where I was like, is where I was. Yeah, it was boiling over, and I think that was a lot of reason I didn't discuss different issues or whatever I had with different issues, different issues. I'm sorry. The reason I stopped talking is because Bob, we are on zoom right now. Bible study brother is in Tacoma, Washington. I'm here in Little Rock. And he is like, I'm like, is he trying, is he talking to a fly in the room? What is he doing? He's like mouthing stuff to the air. Okay. So I'm, I I was hearing an audio thing. So I was over here producing and I was like, is it It the room? I was like, let let me check that real quick. Okay. So back, what were we even talking about? I was so distracted. I could not even focus. This is, oh, so I was, I know what I was saying. I was saying the reason I wasn't really talking as much about my relationship with my stepfather is because there was so much heat coming off of you. I was like, uh, I'm going to try to help him contain the fury so we can get to a productive conversation. So I think I spent a lot of time trying to control the fury and not really tapping in mm. because I feel like if I tap in, then you would have boom exploded. Yeah, we went <laughs> and we didn't need an explosion. Cause that's the thing. Like, I feel like this podcast is a great way for us to talk about our issues, but ultimately I want us to come to a place of healing reconciliation and like, what is, what is healthy for us, you know, and what's healthy for the body of Christ, you know? Mm. So I want to go ahead and start talking about my relationship with my biological father. My mother had me when she was 18 years old. She was not married to my dad. He's older than her. He's like six years older than her. Um, And I was raised by my great grandmother, my great aunts, my great uncles for the first four years of my life. Of course, my mom was a part of my life, but she went off to college. So I would see her on the weekends and stuff. But like the day to day raising of me was done by those members of my family. My father lived maybe 30 minutes away from me for the first four years of my life, but I didn't have much interaction with him. He didn't initiate really coming to get me. My family wasn't opposed to it. I can only remember one time that he came and got me in those early years. Now, a lot of people don't remember their lives when they were younger. I do. <laughs> I really do. Like, I do. 
and they're not fake memories. So, yo, 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 fam, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because a lot of people are like, I've been showing and proving that my memory is is pretty ironclad. No, no, I'm not saying that your memory is not. I'm just saying that a lot of people, I was actually talking to Sweet Baby's dad the other day, and he was talking about how she can remember things and it weirds him out, you know, (laughs) but I'm like, that's me. Like, I remember, you know, I remember things from when I was younger. So, uh. I said all that to say, we did not have much of a relationship. So then I moved off to Little Rock. Mom gets married to your dad, who was my stepfather. And that is the father that I was raised with. He was my dad until the divorce. And then he wasn't. So let's go back in time to my relationship with my biological father. Catch you guys up on that. So when I was 18, I do recall inviting him to my high school graduation. He chose not to attend. He did not feel. I just thought you were going to get there. Sorry. You thought I was. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say what he actually said, but I'm going to say he didn't feel like he was in a place. He felt like my family was too fancy. We were doing too much. He didn't say it in those words, but he felt like he didn't come. He wasn't going to be able to come in a way and be presentable to us. Mind you, nobody in my family, to my knowledge, has ever put him down or treated him as less. And he will tell you that if you ask. Nobody in my family has ever come at him or told him he was a piece of trash or anything like that. Just he just wasn't there. So. Fast forward to my college graduation for my undergraduate degree. Again, like I said, I know who my daddy is. So I reach out to him. Hey, I'm graduating from college. Would love for you to be there at the graduation. He actually accepts my invitation this time. He comes. He spends the weekend with me. Go ahead. You want to say something? I was going to say that was my first time. And that was my first time ever meeting your biological father. Yeah. I mean, because he wasn't around. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) so. Was that weird to you? Well, we talked about this on the last episode. Like, there was no other person. I just thought that, like, you had um, had this. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I just thought you maybe had, like, a different name or something like that. Yeah. And so that was a revelation to me in the first episode that Joe didn't know I had a different father until he was in high school, which was a revelation to me. But it makes sense, like, in hindsight, looking back on it, because we didn't talk about my biological father at all. And in the household, we didn't make a difference. Like it wasn't like he was your daddy and not my daddy. He was our dad. Yeah. And that's why I said it's weirder to me when people, what is going on with my mic right now? This is driving me crazy, but it's going to have to go. You're going to have to block it. it. It's weird to me when people, I didn't know anything about a half sister or anything. And I've said this multiple times at this point, but for those of you who don't know, I didn't know that term that I didn't, I didn't know any of what that meant um, because it wasn't a normal, like that was just my sister still is just my sister, like a hundred percent, like half of what, like, what does that mean? Right. Um, I was just your sister. 
But on the flip side, I always knew that I had a father that I didn't have a relationship with. But again, like I said, it's not something that was talked about or discussed. I just knew that. And that's something I personally had to deal with knowing that I, okay, I'm a part of this family, but like there's part of me that's different. And invitation, like I said, to my my college graduation, he comes and stays with me in my townhouse graduation weekend. I like cook dinner for him. I was very hospitable. He literally talks about that dinner to this day. I think he thinks that's the only thing. Spaghetti or chicken spaghetti. No, I made turkey meatloaf because, you know, I don't eat beef or pork. And so I made meatloaf or ground turkey. We had like potatoes and green beans or something. And that like, oh, my gosh, he was like, wow, that's different. And he always mentions that. So anyway, so we spend that weekend together. That was the longest period of time up to that point in my life that I had ever been with my father. But like I said, I wanted to build a relationship with him. I was not messed up about what didn't happen as a child. I wanted to know him as an adult, get to know him, and for us to foster a relationship together. However, my daddy does struggle with alcoholism. He struggles with alcoholism and, you know, some people, some alcoholics, when they drink, they're pleasant. My daddy is not one of those people. He gets very mean. He gets very vindictive. And so that is why we go through periods of time when I don't talk to him. And I struggled with that for years because, you know, Growing up in a traditional church and especially in the black culture, you know, blood is always thicker than water. And number one, you're going to honor your mother and father, no matter how they talk to you, no matter how they treat you. The mandate on the child is to honor their mother and father. And so I was very conscientious of honoring him, even when he was mean, even when he said hateful things. I was conscientious of, okay, I'm going to honor my father until I went to therapy. Not saying that I stopped honoring my father, but really being in therapy made me come to a realization. Like if I was, if it was any other person on earth talking to me this way, treating me this way, nobody would say to me, this is healthy and I want you to stay in it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but it took me a long time to get to the point where I could say, you know what you do you and I'm going to do me. And so the last time we did a daddy issues episode, didn't really talk about my dad because at that point I was not, we were not in communication with each other, not because of him at that point, but because of me, you don't have the privilege to talk to me this way, sir. And I literally will go years without talking to him because he has an explosive episode. Well, probably not too long after we recorded the last Daddy Issues podcast, I started talking to him again. We won't talk every day. We've not ever had that kind of relationship. Um, And honestly, at that point, it wouldn't be me initiating conversation. It would be him. So if me i would respond to him if he would call me i would be me reaching out you know to have that kind of relationship with him 
because like Joe talked about on the last podcast, when I bought my home in 2016, I mean, I think I ended up having my house warming like 2018 is when all the repairs and stuff were finished. Yeah, because I, so, I got married 2017 and then you ended the year yeah. after, which is what like, yeah. it was like, oh, I see who the favorite is in this family. <laughs> and so I did the housewarming 2018 after all the repairs were done on my home and I extended the invitation to him. Hey, come to my housewarming. The repairs on my house are finally finished, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'd love for you to be here. He never showed up. And I also extended the invitation for him to come like after the housewarming at any time, you know, just come. I want you to come see my house, spend time with me. Did not do it. I have other siblings. He sees them, but he would not make the effort to come see me anyway. How does that make you feel? How did that make me feel? How does that make you feel? It hurt my feelings. It really did hurt my feelings because you say you want a relationship with me. You say all these things. And then when I'm extending the invitation, you don't show up. It made me feel like a little girl again. I I will never forget for my 10th birthday. It might have been for my ninth birthday, actually, because my cousin ruined my 10th birthday because she was born shortly before my 10th birthday. <laughs> and she was up here in the... Nick you <laughs> and my mama had to go take care of her so my birthday party got canceled she's fine guys she's fine there's nothing <laughs> wrong with her <laughs> but I think about that so but I remember he was invited to my birthday party like my ninth birthday party and I remember waiting for him to show up and he never did and so when I invite him as an adult and you never show up. It takes me back to little Sarita that was waiting for a daddy that just didn't show up. So anyway, like I said, it hurts my feelings. And it hurt my feelings at that time. We He got mad at me about something. I really don't know what it was. But anyway, we got into it like bad. He cussed at me and I cussed at him. I'm just going to lay all the cards out on the table because I reached my point. And that's something people listen. I have a long fuse. It takes a long time for me to say something to somebody to really like go there. So when I went there, I was like, you know what? This is not healthy. This is not good. Who is this helping? Let's just cut it off. Let's just, you do what you do and I'll do what I do. And so at the time of the recording of the first Daddy Issues podcast, him and I were not talking. Like I said, we, so it had probably been two years um, since we really talked to each other, but we started communicating on a more regular basis. Yeah, it had been a while because I personally remember uh, you were working at like your old job out in uh, Jacksonville or whatever. And this is during, like, I, I just remember these, the spat moments and things that he said and things like. Right. And it's like, bro, you, it, it just gets to me in that way of, like, the South Side of me comes out. And then I'm just like, but you not this in person. You not that. He's like, never you, that like, in person. You, That's you, the you, thing. You're not going to do this. You know, like, and this is after, like, having, uh like, a matter of time where things were, um 
not like good, but like good things and funny things that happened. Um, you know, he had been by the house though the one time prior to this, uh, and we kept making jokes to mama about all kinds of things, and it was like in a okay place, you know. We had gone down there um to see your grandmother at the time. Yes, we did go see my grandma. And see, that's the thing I think that bothers me tremendously. If I see him, it's because I've gone to see him. And that bothers me because he'll drive to New York to see my brother. Like, what's what's the holdup? If I see you, it's because I'm making the effort to see you. Unless I'm like, like he came to Aunt Linda's house one Christmas. That's like 20 minutes from his house, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was surprised he showed up, but as far as like physically seeing each other or really spending some quality time with each other, I have to be the one to really push that forward. And that's just kind of like, and it would be different to me if he didn't go travel to see his children, mm-hmm. but you do. So what is your hesitation what do you think that is? Because that seems to be a common theme between the three of us that it is. they will travel so many places that are so much further else. away. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like all three of like we've had, but you, you know, you had those moments that you can like in your memory. Like I think in terms of like appearing and being around, like when they're at least close, granddaddy probably has the best average of the three it, in terms of like you have to me, okay between my father your father yeah. and grandpa yeah yes he is the he will do he is the most active which i ain't saying which much. is not like what's <laughs> crazy like the funny thing and and the connecting points between all these these three is like grandfather and my father are like they they could be best buds in another life. Yes, I think so. Of, like they be, I don't know if they wavelengths <laughs> just be together, but like it was one time, like it was just, like, I don't know what I was mad at him about it, and I think it was probably during. It was it was actually during our stuff or something like that because I remember him being down, uh, at grandma house or something. He was like, you know, you, you don't need to be mad at your dad. Something he said. And I'm just like, fam, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, why, you know? And and I get and understand it. I think the biggest thing with us and and the three of us in terms of that is the desire for closeness. It, you know, and it, it's something that has hampered each of us in different ways. You know, for me, it would like it's difficult as hell. Pardon my language. Because this is the daddy issues. I'm slipping. Um, But honestly, you you are much more mellow than you were. And I guess it's because I'm telling uh, my story. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm amped. But I'm I'm like, after I listened, I was like, oh, I can't come on like that no more. (laughs) I was a little edgy. (laughs) And that's another reason I want uh, you to listen to it, bro. You was a little little hot. But I I know why that that because at that point in time like bro I was I mean those are your those are your true feelings I'm gonna let you finish what you were gonna say go ahead Um, (laughs) (laughs) but the thing is we all wanted that closeness it was hard for me to be 
always with y'all because y'all don't understand everything you think right we're and, not and it's like and it even took forever for that to be a fact of 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 of, of awareness for y'all because i was just like oh you just tripping and then be like what do you mean like <laughs> why do i have to like stand on trial to prove you hurt my feelings or stand on trial to prove you did this and and, and i didn't have anything in terms of male relationships that extended long enough and it's like hard because i'm always like bro can we go do some guy stuff can we do this can you know like every well i got you a boyfriend uh well i was just finna i was just finna say that like my boyfriend became like your that's what i was finna say is like the only time the first and that's why i said my sister is my second parent and an experience (laughs) maker it was like that was the first time i got to play basketball like the like playing catch I did get to do in elementary school because we played because he was my coach and then like uh he was assistant coach for my basketball team but we never like had gone and like really played together like I had spent more time playing by myself and then uh when he who shall not be named into the picture we played a lot um or not a lot but way more often than me and my father had at that point yeah he's he spent a lot of time with you he kind of took you under his wing and so i guess he was like a surrogate father you know well he was like a male figure for you thank god you didn't turn out him out like him anyways so what i was gonna say is um darn i was talking about my daddy when you interrupted me so anyway Probably when we recorded the last Daddy Issues podcast is when I got back to talking to my biological father and things went okay. Things went fine. There was no contention among us. We were coasting along per usual. And then 2021 arrived with a full fury and force. And, you know, we definitely experienced a lot of losses. So I didn't really talk to my dad as much in 2021, but that's because I wasn't really talking to anyone in 2021. He would check in on me, send text messages to see how I was doing. Oh, I can. I also know I remember now why we fell out. <laughs> I remember why we fell out besides my housewarming. It's a whole nother situation and I get heated and it had to do with my cousin that passed away and I get heated thinking about it. So let me calm myself down. <laughs> I was going to say, please breathe. Sorry, I had to run off for a second. It's okay. But you I'm did great. I'm going to calm myself down. So that's why we stopped talking, but we were back talking. So in 2021, you know, when she passed away, he checked on me pretty much when everybody, anybody passed away, he would check on me to see how I was doing. Cause he knows I'm really close to my family, really love my family. So things were trucking along for us. Well, until recently, probably like a month ago, things hit the fan. <laughs> he was calling me to complain about my sibling. And I was offering him some perspective, like a fresh way to look at it. And he did not like my perspective. And 
he goes to he wanted to create tension between me and my sibling. And so he was like, well, I was talking to your sibling and your sibling said this about you. Mind you, I don't really talk to my other brothers and sisters, my brothers and my sister that I have in common with him. You have what now? Stop. (laughs) I don't really, I don't really talk to them. And so he was like, well, I was talking to your sibling about you and they said this about you. And I'm like, well, even if they did say that about me, they don't know me. So that's fine. Which led to a whole led to a whole different conversation. So he couldn't get me that way. So then he was like, I think it's I think it's weird that you wouldn't want me and your mom to be together. Most people want their parents to be together. Like that's most kids dream for their parents to be together. And I said, I don't want my mama (laughs) to be, uh, if you are a healthy person, like if you, if I felt like you would be sweet to her and nice to her and would like be a healthy person, then it would be great. You know, that's all I want for her. That ain't you, dog. That ain't him, though. And that's what I'm saying. And he did not like me saying that. And so then he said something that I will not say on these airwaves. Something I definitely haven't said to Bible study brother. I he actually sent me a text. He sent a text message, and I sent it right to my mama and said, "This is why I'm no longer talking to him." Like, period. I'm setting a hard boundary. You may interact with him. You know, that's your choice, whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, our relationship is done because I don't know why any parent would ever say that to a child. I don't know why anybody would ever say that to anybody else, period. But I finally got to a place where I'm like, you know what? It's this relationship we have is not healthy. Sarita probably four or five years ago would never think that I would get to this point. But honestly, with counseling, with prayer, I have to set some healthy boundaries. Why do I keep allowing this toxic energy in my life? Why would I continue to have a relationship with somebody that does not wish well for me and verbally says it verbally and through text message, the most disgusting things? Why would I keep doing that? If it was a dude I was dating, nobody in my clique or in my circle would say, continue to have a relationship with this person. Everybody would be ready to ride out. So I... And I had to explain it to mama like that because you have to keep in mind, you know, I grew up in the church. My mama is the most forgiving. Let me love on you. Let's make it right. Let's reconcile person. And I have so much of that in me. The majority of me is that. But I had to come to a realization. You can't keep getting walked on. You can't keep getting spit on. Yeah, can't keep getting talked down to 
I can honor my father by praying for him, letting him live his life, but you don't get to cross this line anymore. Now, if he was to ever come to me and had worked through his stuff and really wanted a relationship with me, well, then fine. I don't know what what signs or signals I would have that it would be a safe space for me though. Cause we've been down this road and I've gone years without talking to you because I felt like you crossed some lines and some boundaries and said some things that were totally inappropriate. So at this point I have peace with it. I'm not angry cause I was mad that day. Now we didn't get to cussing and going back and forth. I did come back at him with love that day. <laughs> I have learned <laughs> from my cussing and fussing days I think honestly it really it just hurt my feelings because I don't have kids but that's not something I would ever say to my child it's not something I would ever say to anybody period not even just my child any other human being on the planet earth and so I had to make a choice and for me it was an easier choice at this point in my life versus being the hard choice that it was previously but <laughs> I'm I'm laughing because Bible study brothers going through. It was an easier choice for me this time, is what I was gonna say. You were gonna say something? I was gonna ask you. So you know my my difficult scenario is currently preparing, you know, to have kids or wanting to have kids and stuff. Um so my fear sometimes is like, oh, all of a sudden, my father will be better to my kids than he ever was to me. Mm-hmm. And the kid in me always feels jealous of that, even though that's right. kind of growth or not kind of. It is growth and a lot of growth. Um, would you feel that same way if when you have a kid, if your dad kind of like was together or very present for them? I wouldn't be resentful. I don't know personally what it's going to take for me to get to a place where he could even be around my kids. Honestly. Um, that's where I'm at with it right now. Could be different years from now. Cause you know, when we revisit these issues over time, we get new perspectives and stuff, but you know, our grandfather wasn't present in our mom's life really. Mm-mm. And hasn't really been present in ours. So I don't know. And I know that is a soft spot for you or a, 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 a hard issue for you to think about him being very present in your children's life. Do you think it will hurt your feelings if he's not? Nope. <laughs> I mean, it'll it won't just, hurt you. It'll be that final. I'm done. Like, it's just my deep, my point of demarcation at that point. Because okay, so how are you gonna feel if he decides, oh, you're having a baby? Let's go. And he starts calling you every night to check on the baby. <laughs> Is that gonna mm. make you feel good? Or like, well, I mean, I'll probably something. still be weary because I would just the actions. Like you can do all right. this, but it's still the actions. How consistent can you be? Like I have 34 years of inconsistency. Let me see some consistency. Like it's gonna, it's gonna take a little bit for 
unnatural relationship to kind of be built. Because even our relationship now is I call you every now and again just because, like, I know you're not going to call me. He doesn't ever call you? Hardly ever. Like, he calls me, like, once in a blue moon. And it's like, it'd be, um, you know, he'll need help with something or he'll be around somebody that like, oh, so-and-so was asking about you and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but it's never like how I call you or how we would call mama. Okay. So how would you feel though? Like if he's calling your kids every day or calling every day to get checkups on the grandkids, how the grandkids doing, you know? Um... It would feel good. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would feel good. It would. Um, and you wouldn't be jealous. It kind of just depends because I think that the reflection of all this is going to be kind of like what you were going through at the time, which is I already have to kind of look at that from the outside because he is more present for his uh, his um, stepkids and everything else. They just went on a cruise together and I was really in my feelings for a while because it's like I can count on my hands the amount of trips you went on with us. Right. Like can count on my hands and I've been on a lot of them because in 35 years I've probably gone on more than 20 or 30 of them. Sometimes right. two in one year like because we travel we go and do stuff. Um, And I felt a way because there's so much that I know we could have had and, and, and kind of enjoyed in that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't like resent it in a way that I used to, which was like, you know, I just kept looking at it like, well, why didn't you want that with us? Why didn't you want that with us? Blah, blah, blah. But then I'm just like, well, this is just not what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going right. to make sure that I'm present. I'm going to make sure that you know that I was there. Um, that if I'm your favorite person, it's because I worked to be so. Right. You know, like I think so often when we talk about that, because me and they talk about that all the time and like, you know, ah, man, I hope the kids are like this about, you know, and this and this and this. I hope I'm this and this, you know. Um, and I often joke with her about the fact, because I want to be a girl dad, obviously. Um but with that, it's just like, you know, those are daddy's little girls. And, like, I want that that relationship thing. And spiritually, it's often hard to, to me to, like, think of having a son sometimes. Or it was. Uh, I can imagine. Before your your birthday in Branson when uh, God, like, gave me my son's name. And it was, it was it's this real spiritual thing that... When we and when and if we have a son, which I'm pretty sure we will, um, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be the first thing you have because so, you're so girl crazy. No, I, it was well, here's why it's not like because people keep doing this to me and I don't <laughs> like it because normally I don't speak from my prophet, my, 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 my prophet mode is different, and I'm not saying that it's not a possibility. But what I'm saying is what God deemed to me was he gave me two dreams, two or three dreams of things that kind of came true in regards to my life. Uh, right. He gave me a dream of how me and my uh, how me and Kane were going to reconcile when we weren't together and, and came back together. Clear as day. Uh, he also gave me a, a, a dream of our, our daughter. 
Put a pen in that. Has he given you any dreams about me? <laughs> mm. Um, no clear dreams. He more so with you because it's not something that I think you would. That's not something you would believe from me. It's always words like it just falls on me and I know exactly what it is I need to say to you and like, you might not do it in the moment but you know whatever like you know when we talk about he who shall not be named that whole year was God led actions of what I wanted versus everything else and, and things that had like happened and what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be and I think without that year it still would have been kind of hard for you to like not only because we were still rebuilding at that point, but we were. I think you needed to see that I was that I was there, that I'm still me, even though you disagree with me so strongly and you were upset with me and everything else. Like I wasn't like t- to kind of be in a place of like. I could do the same because I currently do not agree with any of these decisions, but I respect and love you enough to let you go through them and be there for you. And I want you to know that. So that way you don't treat me how you come accustomed to treating the other men in your life because of these situations, because you're used to just cutting people off and like, I've always been on your side, so I will never and don't ever in your life treat me like them. Is in in you know, what that felt like. L- let me say this: we talk about my cutoff spirit, but I rarely cut people off. I the thing is, like, I give grace. I give grace. I give grace, and then it's over. <laughs> like so I'm not just out here cutting people off left and right but I do have a See, strong sense of I'm going to protect myself. I was going to say your presence might be there for like some of them people but that's spiritual presence to me because a lot of it it ain't Sarita being present because that's the difference. Because yeah, there's Sarita a difference. is like there for you when you have not been I guess pre-cut off or or how you trying to like <laughs> make this but it's like, no, you're still a Christian. And that's why I said your respect level and respecting your parents and all this other stuff has always been there. It's just your cutoff. When I say cutoff spirit, it's something different because I know you. So I know that there are a lot of people that you will still do things for because that's the Christian thing to do that are not close, that you have cut off, that just like you as a person in my life do not exist. You as a spiritual person that I understand that I love in Christ, you exist because I'm not going to have that over my heart. It, it's it's the thing that we both have from from mama when we was talking about earlier, the forgiveness thing. We're Let me ask you this. Whatever. When you talk about we are we're we're still on topic because right. part of my journey is learning how to establish healthy boundaries. And that's something that I've worked on in therapy it's not something I came to on my own at all because I don't necessarily I don't I don't necessarily always do things the right way or have the right or correct responses to situations. I'm human. Um so 
what you consider to be me. Because everybody doesn't have to be in close relationship with you is my thing. And so I make the decision to like not be in close relationship with you. We cool. I can, you know, can function around you, but you don't. This is a line you're not crossing. Do you feel like that's inappropriate? No, it's not that I think that it's inappropriate or whatever. I just think that that's what I mean by cutoff spirit. And to me, to be there because of the fact that I know what the inner circle and what a caring Sarita is or what a a loving involved Sarita is, I'm like, I want to be out there. So for me, that's cut off. Like for somebody I else, that, that might be manageable for them. But you know, we have a different level of relationship. So no, yes, but I yeah. also understand that. That's like I know the different levels of how you separate or set boundaries or where you put people. Like I said, it's work people that don't understand that they are not as close as what they think they are. Um, and then there are other people that you're actually close with <laughs> who understand like these levels of. What you say, how you say them, the intention behind your words, the veracity that can come from a smile <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 a and a quiet rage. Um because Yeah, I very you know, rarely yell at people, even when I am really upset, I very rarely yell at people and I very it to curse someone is very rare. Like that means I've gotten to the tippity top peak point it's not something i'm proud of and i really don't want to go there because i don't like the way it makes me feel i don't like the way it makes my body feel um i don't like the way it makes my spirit feel i don't like it and so i do my best to avoid those situations and so that's why i felt like i had to establish a boundary with my biological father now with our father Mm -hmm. me and you joe I didn't have to set a boundary. He just don't call me. (laughs) (laughs) I would say, I would say when the divorce happened, I think it hurt my feelings. Then I was more hurt. Then I've had time space away from it. I was more hurt. Then now that's just the way our relationship is. Like he'll text me. Happy birthday. Maybe Merry Christmas. Yeah. And that's it. You know so I take it. Huh? I don't have the same kind of view because I felt like it. And I think it was around, like I said, when you started to like see stuff that I had not yet seen. So like I was telling you that first level of I think that's there was a separation and there were like things you would kind of say. And your friend at the time um, or someone at the time. I'll say it like that. Uh, when all this stuff started going down, it was it was crazy. There was so many crazy things that happened during the divorce yeah. that like I, people was picking sides and doing all kinds of stuff, and it was just so weird. Like, it was definitely it definitely was weird. Um, it was a lot of outside fires. Lot of fires that needed to be put out, and really a rearranging of a whole life and a whole system. Because even though our family relationship was not healthy, that was our family, you know. And so it's hard when you have to deal with parents divorcing, no matter what age you are. 
And I think it's especially hard for you because you were in like a transitional period, getting ready to go off to college like that. That's a stressful time anyway. In yeah. the middle of my first real honest love and like seeing like so not everybody ends up happy together. And it's like it's not like I knew that divorce wasn't a thing. I was just like, oh, that's just what they do. So before divorce happened, did you feel like they had a healthy marriage and life was great and everything was good? I felt like they was adulting. That's what I expect them to do. Like, oh, y'all having trouble? Like, ain't y'all supposed to just talk talk through it or work? Like, get to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> divorce? Wait, what happened to the work part? So... Before you, before a divorce ever came up, did you feel like that was a marriage you wanted to have? Did you feel like that was the kind of dad you wanted to be or no? I didn't care. I just. It was just life. The thing that like was that has always been true about me that I think God knew because he knew where life was going to be, obviously, was. And mama said this <laughs> in her uh in, in, in something that you guys will hear sometime later. Um, but she said, the thing about you is there are not too many people that can get you to do something if you don't want to do it. And so when she said that or how, how I juxtaposed that to what's going on, my relationship was going to be my relationship. Like I was taking bits out of a lot of things that I saw. I knew that in elementary school, as we talk so often about how when we were young and our memory, that I wanted to grow old with someone. Like okay. I would, if I thought that like I was going to find me a girlfriend and we was going to, you know, be together. Of course, we weren't going to be able to go out on dates and all that stuff. Cause mom said we couldn't date till 13 or told you, you couldn't date till 13. Um, and cause I didn't never get a number. I just broke all the rules, but thank you. I anyway. got 16. You just came up with 13. Oh, it probably was 16. You just took my first day at 13. <laughs> But anyway, so we were supposed to grow up and and just grow old together, like from whenever I met this person, because that's what I thought relationships were. So there wasn't like this connection of I want to be like him or I want to be like them. I just was so excited to get my own love. Right. And figure out what that was going to be. Interesting. I guess because I am. I'm very observant. AKA nosy. And I come by that. Honestly, I've been knowing things I shouldn't know for a long time and not because anybody told me, but because listen, baby, if I'm going to be in this world, I need to be able to investigate it and know what's going on. Oh no, It's stuff I noticed, but I think because I also realized that I noticed all the things that you noticed. It's just, I filed them in different places. Yeah. And like when things started to like, happened because there were other assumptions that made it not connect for me right like i said i would have never asked mama about like bills or christmas or all this other stuff even like yeah so <laughs> one of the craziest years of our life um we thought we were struggling don't even we no, hold on i'm not I'm just, I'm just gonna it's gonna be cold <laughs> it's gonna be very we thought we were struggling 
Like this is how my rap career was gonna shoot to the moon because we right we was, you was gonna be able to talk about rough. the struggle, baby. Listen, man, you know he wouldn't like and then I was to find out it was just an it, argument. It was and then just to find out it's argument. an argument between two grown married folks. It's just an <laughs> argument, and we was like, wait, you wait, we all suffered. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> And we laugh about it now, but like but at the big time, man. Bro, you talking about was, somebody that was big man? Listen, fam, that was almost a, a whole year of like almost a whole year. This is crazy. Like this we we is. in here, we getting out the mud. We we <laughs> rough and tough. Oh boy, this is gonna be my testimony. This is gonna be the thing. Like, bro, I promise you, I'm gonna go platinum with this. <laughs> they gonna feel my pain, and then. I don't remember when we got the revelation, but I, I told you. Yeah. I think I put you on game. Like you remember that? This is what that was about. What? Like, <laughs> yo. Oh, so, so what do you? Where's your? So you're fine with the relationship you have right now with your dad? Oh, you yeah. feel? Shout out to Doctor uh, Doctor Changley. I mean, best words in the world. World were. Uh, I'm shouting them out. Because the best words in the word in the world were accept what you I mean, accept what's given. Yeah. Like in a in a in a in a constructive situation of, of therapy, just figuring out like you cannot, and you said this earlier, you can't make somebody into what you want to make them to be. They just have to either be that or don't. You can tell them these are the things that I need for me. Emotion. Have you ever had that talk with Oh, f- listen, you know I've had that talk 50 million different times at 50 million different points in our lives. I had that talk um, after when you were at your your real boiling point, like during the dinners and stuff. And after uh, our grandmother had passed, after our grandmother passed away, let me tell you, baby, it was on nothing his, but on the- his side. On his side, yes. Let's be clear. Our grandmother on his side, because because we do have podcast episodes with the grandmother. That's 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 yeah. my rattle. That's on that's maternal. But mm. when his mother passed away, it was nothing but the grace of God that got us safely back to Little Rock. I had forgot about that, and I'm so thankful that you didn't mention it till the end of this podcast. I'm over it. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> have you ever been so? I was so. I was so mad. My eyes were literally red. Like, that's how mad I was. <sighs> I think at that point, Holy I was, Ghost. like, at that point, it was. Were you mad? I was sad more than anything. Oh. I was sad. I was disrespected. Um, I, it, like I said, it, that was the last bit of. That boy we was just talking about that had these viewpoints of the four of us. That was yeah. the last of that. Because I knew, like I told you, I knew at that point, you was like. Oh, I was big done. At and that that's point. what I'm saying. And that's what I mean by like, and we ain't got back there. And that's what I mean by that, that cutoff thing. Not We've done stuff. But it ain't been that. Like, you know, you're. I the, understand. You're, you're the biggest. That was our last. Her. That was our last family trip. I ain't gonna call it that, but under, that's the last time we was all together on the road somewhere. Trip, and we was a family. Uh, it was a trip. It was all <laughs> a trip. Like, bruh, man. 
Listen, oh. one of these days I'm gonna tell them stories because they're funny. Um, they are funny. They are now. hilarious. Now it's funny. <laughs> it was funny then because I was like, because no, no, the ride back home was not funny. To no, me. the ride back home would never be funny. That's not gonna be funny. No. The, the ride back uh-huh. home is what made me mad. Well, the most angry. How yeah, about that? I was like, there was a plethora of things that had gone on that day. <laughs> um, the coolest thing, though, that I, I, I'll say is like, I think that's why our bond with each other is was was so toxic, and we weren't like building our trinity better mm-hmm. uh, of the three of us. It's because we like, bro, we all we got, <laughs> right? Like, we can't expect nothing, and you know that led us to like you gonna be what I want you to be you not gonna be them you know like and so we're doing this in this you know cyclical way to one another by all you know instead of like kind of allowing ourselves to kind of be who we are who we are in a way that like because we still support but the thing is we're very critical so in a moment of like, I might be supporting you, but it might look stupid to me instead of just ignoring that because it ain't something that it's not something that I got to do. I'm going to tell you. And that's because I feel like um, the honesty that wasn't there, like we, we were overly honest with each other because of how honest we couldn't seem to be with them. Because it's like when we tried it, it landed on deaf ears. But when I say yeah. it to you. A thing you, you change a little bit. You do something. It's like ah, mm, you know this, this, this here. You know is 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 kind of what I want. And I I know that this podcast has been like a little bit longer than than our normal. It has podcast. been a lot longer than we typically go. But I'm not one to want to dig into Especially daddy this. issues often. Yes. And so that's why I'm like, these are the special, very long episodes because we just have to get it out, throw it out there to you guys. And because then you're not going to get it until God says so or whatever. Can I ask you this question? What makes, what would your ideal relationship with your dad be like? Uh, It would be like, you know, we go play ball together. We do guys trips. Like we sit and have a beer and have guy talk about different things oh man ain't our wives crazy you know (laughs) like we have a shared football basketball team like the reason i root for a team is because you man because that year you know you took me to the game like we actually go on a professional sports games together again the first time i went to an nba game because you know i love basketball was with my best man right (laughs) Like, and that was uh, after I'd been married. Like, I hadn't been to a professional game because it's hard for y'all to actualize the dreams of a man when y'all y'all got other stuff that y'all I'm want. I'm a lady. Now. Yeah. You know, like, even you've gone together. That's why I be looking. And I'm like, wait, what? What happened? Well, you know, I'm just out here living my best yes, life. Yes, and you get, that's where it's like, you know, even though. Even though I called you a dream still at once, um, that is where like you would get all the greatest benefit. I'm like, oh, wow, why? She doesn't even know who she's watching. She has no nothing. clue, but I'm here at the game, baby. And every time she gets back, she'd be like, "Who's my team?" 
Who's 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 the person that dribbles the? Which the, one the, do I? Like? Who has? Oh, who? that boy with the ball. Go. They, they do go, young man. Here, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> um. So it, it, that would be the ideal relationship for me to where it extends. And ideally, he would actually know me because I think he does not really know me outside of the similarities that we have because of genetics. That I will I say to you, more more each day. I will say to you, I think that's the biggest disconnect in my relationship with my biological father. He doesn't know me. You know, our shared father doesn't know me and my biological father doesn't know me. He has a perception of who he believes me to be, right. um, what he sees on Facebook, and that's it. That's who he believes me to be. That's the totality of me. But he doesn't know me as a person. And I would say if I had to say what I would want my ideal relationship to be like with both of them is that they would just want to know me and want to spend time with me and get to know me. We don't have to go to NBA games or whatever, but to just have a current relationship, you know what I like to eat. Like, oh, girl, I know you like watermelon, so I got you one. You know, it's the small things for me. Uh, or I saw this on TV yesterday and it made me think about you. Cause remember that time, blah, 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 you know, oh. ha 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 shared to have shared experiences and shared memories. And I don't have that. I think one thing that bothers me the most probably about our relationship with our, our shared father, I think honestly, what started me feeling some type of way is when he accepted his call into the ministry. You know, I asked you about that. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, I remember how you um, felt then. Right, I asked you about you that on real. the last podcast because it made me feel a type of way. Because <laughs> you was big, like even then you were upset, and this, like I said, this is like when I'm starting to notice, like I'm like, she is being real, you know, like hard on this. I don't know why, like. But right, I, I, I felt some type of way because ministry starts in the home. How you gonna get up in the pulpit and tell people, "Thus saith the Lord," and this is what we should do, and that's not the fruit that you're showing at home. Ministry starts at home, and I think about preachers' kids who. I mean, I almost wish my experience was, man, my dad was awesome. You know, he loved us so well, but he was always so busy seeing about the members of the church. You know what I'm saying? And not that he didn't, you know, not that he didn't pray for us and all those kinds of things at home. But it was different, though, man. It was like prompted stuff. And the thing that was always that I could always notice um from him was he had not made changes right and that's and and what i mean is like you could tell that he hadn't accepted and started walking yet that it was more about position and things at that time and the reason i say that and it's not indicative or or negative thing it's just where he was at in his young preaching life his sermons would always be the shortest thing in the world and they would be so short. And I remember that at the beginning. But it's like, I would just be sitting up there and he'd ask me about it later. And I was like, well, you know. Da, 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 da. And a lot of them loved it because they loved him and the, the charisma. So he would throw a joke in there, you know, or whatever. And he would get in, get out to whatever point he was making. And I always just kind of be like. Well, 
don't feel like a sermon has to be long to be strong. No, it don't have to be long and strong, but it's like I preach short or, or have preached short, but I, for my thoughts on it, um, not to some of my church members at the time, but I get to my point and it's mostly about like a meat or something that I've like garnered from these things, you know, something that God showed me or whatever, but I've lived it. I've lived through the things that I'm talking about. I didn't Got get it. that from him at that time because like you were saying, like when you're up there, it just feels like you kind of picked this scripture. It was your Sunday and you wanted to make a couple jokes about whatever. And he would, he was pulling himself through. He was talking to himself, but he wasn't talking to the, to the, the uh, congregation really. Um, because he had these moments and he would say stuff and I'm like, but you don't do that at home, you know, but you, right. but you haven't done that in w- your walk. Like, right. And so he was talking to himself while not accepting that he was talking to himself. Every sermon I've done, I recognize what God was trying to reflect and show to me through this sermon. Um, but as I'm making it connecting to other people. So <clears throat> overall, um, I'm not as jaded as I was. Um, and that and that's a hard thing to say. I'm not either. Um, I was going to say, like, I think just the disconnect is what was so hard for me. Like, th- those are, like, formative years. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of disconnect is the thing that, like, could potentially turn somebody away from Christ because, you preaching about a God that I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't see, you know, right. I, I don't see the connection. So I think that was my, I think that was when I started to have more like this ain't, this ain't lining up and it ain't making sense and I don't like it. <laughs> and I need for somebody to make it make sense. Um, So yeah, that's something that I, at that time when I was a teenager that I really struggled with. And I think that's something that carried over all the way up until divorce time. Like I said, I did reach a point. I have reached a point where I'm fine with it now, but those are things that I had to work through. It was not something that was just easily handed to me and given to me. But I think the biggest thing I can take out of all of my daddy issues. And I will say this too. I think sometimes I do struggle or I have struggled with my relationship with Christ and him being a good, good father when my earthly fathers, our relationship has been a little tumultuous. And so I I think about, I think about all those things and I'm grateful that I'm in a place now where my relationship with God is better than it was. Mm-hmm despite those daddy issues and those daddy struggles, but I know it's something that happens in the body of Christ and outside of the body of Christ all the time. We don't necessarily talk about it. And we also don't necessarily figure out a way to resolve it. And really, I don't want the podcast to be a place where we rip open these wounds and we left bleeding. And I definitely don't ever want to bleed all over people 
And I want it to be a place where we reach a, a point of purpose and a point of healing mm-hmm. and a point of moving on and a point of doing better. But it's kind of like a crazy juxtaposition because I also don't want to leave things hidden mm-hmm. or not discussed because we want to gloss over it and say Jesus makes it better overnight. And that hasn't been my personal experience. That might be somebody else's testimony, but it's not mine. But I feel like it's these are things that need to be discussed, things that need to be brought to the forefront and talked about. Yeah. What was helpful for me? Therapy with the psychologist to sit up in the chair. And we didn't go in there to talk about daddy issues, but of course, daddy issues spilled out over time. So therapy, honestly, studying the Bible and talking about the Bible with somebody that studies the Bible on a regular basis. Those things were helpful for me. And the things that have been helpful for me are just not thinking I'm to blame and taking all of the blame on me, uh, making it be like, well, what was wrong with me? What did I do? Um, and stop talking as though I live in a deficit. You know, I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do this with him. I didn't get to do that. And it's like, but I got to do it. I got to do the things that I wanted to do. And I know that God is orchestrating and putting people in my life and has put people in my life that were examples, they may not have been like the mentor I wanted in terms of like they're around all the time or something like that, which is what I was looking for because I'm still trying to fill that void or was. Um, well, no, still still kind of currently in, are in, in, yeah. in, in certain ways. Um, but what got me over is just starting to kind of actualize and realize. Um, I say this in terms of my marriage all the time. You know, like we haven't gotten to do a lot of the things that we wanted to do yet. But I'm like, you know, but if I look at the things that we did and and the things we did get to do and just make them minimize them, then we're not growing or we're not moving forward. You know, like, yeah, I didn't get to do everything, but that doesn't mean we can't do anything. Um, And it's like it's um, just time for us to kind of like. You just walk the way you want to, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. You walk forward the way you want life to be. You pray and leave the things for God to kind of guide you to where you ultimately are going to gonna reside. And that's kind of where I am. Yeah, that's where I am, too. You know, I had to get past a lot of hurt and I've had to really make some what were for me hard decisions And that went against the things that I was taught as a child to come to a place where I can be at peace and feel secure in the decisions that I've made. Um, You talked about trying to fill in the gap. There is a gap. There is a hole that's missing there. Um, My prayer is that the Lord will have to fill it because. I don't have any other options. Um, Not to say that I don't. My uncles are great. They're fantastic. And they do the best they can for me. So I definitely don't want to discount that. But yeah, 
just doing the best we can with what we have and really wanting to walk in to a space of wholeness mm-hmm. and not contention and not strife. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful we've laid these daddy issues out again. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm good with the discussion. You feel pretty good? Any closing points? I I feel I feel good. I just I do want people to kind of know, like walking in faith and walking in your testimony is never gonna be easy. Um, there is no perfect answer outside of talking to God. And even then, you might disagree with what the answer is, but I guarantee that if you just follow whatever is given to you, um, wherever you're led to be, um, that it'll ultimately be for your good. It's hard to follow those those uh, those callings sometimes because you might be called to um, to apologize. You might be called to um, to let a relationship go for a while um, because respect is not indicative of presence uh respect is indicative of the fact that i will that i pray for you i care for you but i care about my my um my mental health and everything else my mental health is important and i care about those things so 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 often we get into this place where what's presented to us is that you have to stay around toxic things that are negligent and hurtful to you to be respectful. And that's not biblical. It's just the respect in terms of your, your parents means you like, again, I love you in Christ. And that's the respect you got to give everybody. Like God ain't like, ah, you stayed while they was smacking you in the head. I, 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 you know, you honored them, you know, it's like, he don't want, he doesn't want that situation for you either. Um, right. So, and I will say this too. You just talked about smacking in your head. I hate to say it, but like I think uh, religious cultures normalize abuse and trauma, mm-hmm. and especially abuse and trauma that's perpetuated towards women, mm-hmm. and it's not okay. And it has to stop. Don't worry, I will be the one to stand up and speak for myself and stop it. But when you grow up in a religious environment, you know, my daddy likes to say, I'm Bible whipped. And if I was Bible whipped, then we would still be in communication. I, in a lot of ways, I was Bible whipped. And I think a lot of people are. You get used to the traditions and the cultures, but you do not have to be abused. Yeah. The God that loves you, a good loving father, he's not abusing you. He wants the best for you, like you just said. And mm-hmm. so I always keep that in mind. He wants the best for you. Well, because he is a good, good father. That's who you are. Go ahead. And this was a good, good podcast. Uh, I really do hope that it's you the guys, most wonderful podcast of their day. The most wonderful podcast of your day. Uh, I hope that us sharing our testimony has done something for you. Um, and again, like I said, we're not perfect. We're working through these things. Not at well. all. And that's always going to be what we do with this podcast is show that walk and kind of show where we are. Um, so if you'd like to get in touch with us or in touch with the podcast, you can hit us up on Instagram at underscore Bible study girl. 
Get us on Twitter at Bible City Girl, the number two. On Facebook at Bible City Girl, make sure you like the page. Uh, I don't think their podcast stuff works anymore, which it sucks, but whatever. Uh, and then if you would like for us to pray for you, we're not going to do that over the podcast. We are just going to, you know, get our prayer list and, and pray in our private times. Right. Because one of my goals for 20, well, for my 39th year of life was to be intentional about praying for other people. So help a girl out. Um, and to, to help her out, you will send those prayer requests to Bible Study Girl 2019 at gmail.com. And remember, guys, it's not the fathers that preach. It's not the mothers that preach. But we preach. And until we meet again, guys, keep preaching.